0: The following audio is from the King's Chapel in Clifton, Virginia. For more information about our church or to listen to more sermons from this series, you can visit us online at thekingschapel.org. We have two young men. I started crying before the sermon this week. It's really amazing. I'm really doing well. I I get tired of Mark's uh, uh, songs because they're like attenuated. Can I make him cry this week, right? She, that's obnoxious. But here's part of the reason, two of our boys, now I'm gonna get it again. Two of our boys next week um, here at the church are going in the Marines. Sam Ritter and Elijah Roberts, uh, they are leaving at nine o'clock before the service and our children are out in the schools. There are Marines here in the area or Army or Air Force or Coast Guardsmen or aviators, God bless them. Um, would you just, I, I, may I offer up a prayer in front of you for these boys? Gosh. Lord, we give them to you, our children, that they may glorify you. Give them strength in the darkness. And a happy issue out of every affliction and every trial. Bless these two young men and all they represent. Those in our high schools. Those teachers that serve so well, Lord. Uh, uh, God bless them. And we do pray for the President of the United States. And all in authority. As you have commanded us to do. Have thine own way. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In all of these things. We ask this now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. This morning, uh, what I want to talk to you about is, first of all, well, I'll I'll, I'll do it in this order. Let's read a little scripture. We're looking at Mark 6. Jesus is, uh, it's an, an extremely active gospel. It seems like every time he steps out, power comes forth from him, healing them all. Wherever he is, things happen. And it is brilliant but also it calls tremendous attention to this one man. And it really, in, in the human side of these kinds of people, they break down, they can't take it. But Jesus is empowered by the Holy Spirit. He, was, he is made for these three years, and he's going for it with everything in him. He's kind of doing these cross-lake tours. And the Scripture says here in Mark 6, 53 through 56, right now, he's already walked on the water, again, proving what? That he is king of kings and lord of lords. That he is able to do all things. Even gravity has to bow to him. Even the molecular structure of water has to bow to him. Hence, we trust him with our very lives. And so it says, when they crossed over, You'll remember he walks ahead of them and and all that. They crossed over. They came to land at Gennesaret, which is at the northeastern part of the Sea of Galilee. It's going back near to Capernaum and the places where he originally ministered. So there is buzz, definitely, in the culture. They came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him. Immediately recognized him. And ran about the whole region. They weren't walking. They weren't crawling. They began to run and began to bring sick people. Remember the word oikos because we're going to talk about that. These are those people in our relational world, close in our family members, our friends, right there in the apartment complex, right in your business, right next to you. And I'm going to, in the time I have here, I'm going to put this idea out a lot better than I have. We believe in a trinity of purpose here. Oikos, reaching the lost at any cost, starting with our nearby family and friend, our relational world. We are out to change our world, not in our own power, but in the power of He who is sending us. In this moment and the first place you go is to your friends and neighbors those that you know those that you have relationships and Oikos is about going to those small groups that's basically what it means small intimate groups relational groups and beginning to pray for them in a consistent way I have on my phone a list of people and I'm I'm jumping ahead in the story let's stay here for a moment uh, they got up the, the people immediately recognized him and ran about the whole region and began to bring sick people on their beds to wherever they heard he was, their friends, their close relationships. and wherever he came in villages, cities or countryside, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of His garment. To come within a millimeter of Him was to see change, radical change in a human life, not only in the physical, but the beginnings of spiritual life. A seed of the gospel falls into them, and somehow in that they're hearing good news, those that bring them to Him believe in Jesus, believe that He's real, believe that He'll do something to change the configuration of the totality of their lives, and certainly do something with sickness. According to His will, I prayed for the sick my whole life. Uh, some live, some don't. God is glorified in that He is the blessed controller at the fi- in the final analysis of all things, in my, my own personal view. He's in charge, large and in charge, but we want to go to Him and try just to touch the fringe of of his garment, and ran about the whole region and began to bring the sick people on their beds to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he came in villages, cities, or countryside, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment. Even the fringe, and as many as touched it, were made well. Now what is healing? What is The real healing we need, the real healing is the forgiveness of our sins. The removal of anything, any curtain of darkness that keeps us from seeing his glory and living a life pleasing to him. And then knowing that if we were to perish tonight, we would go to be with him. Hence, these people felt something amazing was going on and they're running. Is that our, our attitude I'm not here to critique, is that our attitude? Is that what we're doing? Do we believe that he hears our prayers and especially for those close in? I wanna interject this. Uh, One thing that heightens the sense of this for me uh, is I um, recently was told that, (laughs) this isn't particularly shocking, it's just the nature of things. I have cancer. It's in my prostate. It's going to be removed in about, I don't know, three weeks, three and a half weeks, something like that. And then I won't see you for about a month, but here's the good news there. One of the finest young men, now I'll cry, that you can imagine has been raised up since he was a teenager. And there are a lot of them in this room, your children. I don't mean to dwell on my kids. Your children are just amazing. We love. I watched Stephanie's daughter play field hockey, I think it was. It was just awesome. Uh, but where I'm going here is Mark will be the de facto lead pastor for some time. You know that I go to a lesser role in June of next year, but the fact of the matter, this is drifting rapidly to the place where a man who is more gifted than I, more, more talented at administration and executive function will be taking over the church, and he'll need all your help and Friends, I can tell you it's a good bet to bet on his love and his competence. He's much wiser than his father. I think part of me is just an evangelist. I just, Christ has been so precious to me that i got to tell somebody about him. Just can't stop. Had a couple guys out of prison this week because for that moment they were in my oikos they were in my close relationship. At least one of them was out of prison. I don't know why the other one was there with him. He's on TV somewhere for a very bad criminal act. And I said, do you know Jesus? I mean, I just didn't care. This particular individual, one was Asian, one was black. I said, let me talk to you. I said, do you know Jesus? He says, yes, sir, I do. And I said, are you in a church? He said, no, sir, I'm not. I said, you need to be in a church because those are the kind of things and the kind of people, if they love the Lord Jesus, that will help you out of this slough or the slew of despond you're in. And don't look white or black. I said, you know, I'm just, I'm crazy. I just don't care anymore. It's not about white or black. It's about human. It's about the same needs. The same personality structures, the same minds. What are we doing? What are we thinking about? He came into the world to save sinners, and that's everybody. Newsflash. So I don't pick my churches based on black, white, indigo, or, or anything like that, nor would I encourage them. Go to the best church you know of that preaches the gospel in the area you're in. We believe to an extent, I believe, that geography dictates our destiny to some degree. You want to go somewhere near you wherever that is, leave here and go somewhere where you find effective ministry and love and integrity. We are imperfect, but something is going on here that you are a part of because Jesus is here. Help Mark, that's my first thing. I, 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 I uh, hope that I would, I am going to finish this in less than 30 minutes one way or another, whether it's complete or not. So they're there, And they're running to touch the hem of his garment. Again, I'll be off a month. I better do the practical thing. I'll be off a month. After the service, I'll go over there. The elders have prayed for me. My family knows about it. They'll pray for me over there. Someone will. And uh, that's the status. I'm going to be all right. Oh, I should have said that. The uh, physician said, essentially, they got it in such an early stage lesson. Go to your checkups. Go to your checkups. Get your blood tests, please, if you want to. So I I go in, he says, you're gonna be all right. The nature of the thing was relatively minor and caught relatively early. They're just gonna cut that particular organ out and then I have to recover from that. And in all likelihood, I will uh, one day die of something else. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's the way it goes, isn't it? (laughs) But if I die, I'll live again. Oh, glory, hallelujah, is the song used to go now here here are my three points today (laughs) my wife (laughs) I I know everybody I'm not that organized in my sermons I realize that okay no one knows it better than I do he's given me this mind that is has a great processor but man there's some other part that just doesn't seem to be there find and reach your relational world that's point one find and reach your relational world. God providentially has put you where you are. If you've trusted him, if you've prayed and sought him, he's put you where you are, and that is your vineyard. That is your place of service and love. It's not about you and your gifts and all that. Of course we want to prepare to give our testimony. Of course we want to know all the theology we can. May May I set your hearts at rest a little bit? No idea how much time I spend reading theologies. No idea. I don't want to brag, uh, let me say this. Every one of them drops back to Deuteronomy 20, 20, 29, 29. I know I'm being repetitive. You must understand, the top theologians in the world just go, this is beyond me. Some of the questions that are put forward are beyond my ability to comprehend. Martin Luther, John Calvin, I don't care who they are. I have a book at home, three views. Don't everybody get, here's, here's something to say in a church. Two guys, it's normally the guys, getting in this battle about, you know, uh, pre-trip, post-trip, blah, blah, you know, just enjoying the kind of fencing thing. Be careful with that because some of these things no one knows. Trinity uh, Evangelical Seminary, one of the finest seminaries in the world, has a book written by three guys, three different views of the rapture. They all teach at the same university. I have been exposed to this for years. I read the books. You will not have all the answers, but Jesus does, and he has a key to unlock the heart of the person in your oikos, in your relational world, that turns and brings them in. Find and reach your relational world. Secondly, plead for those you love to be healed physically, but more important, spiritually. Plead for them. The reason we have little cards back there, I've been totally remiss, The Lord has caught me up short as I prepared this week. Oikos, it should be in our genetic code so strongly we don't have to think about it. My oikos is on my phone. Every, by God's grace, every single day of my life, I go through my list of people. A lot of them are are you guys and and things you need in terms of health, etc. But the, the people in my relational world are important to me and it gives grace us to reach them, touch them, and talk to them, and some of them in my little 8 to 15 people have come to know the Lord Jesus. In God's providence, um, uh, Clark's parents are here, Clark Hedrick's parents are here today. Uh, forgive me, I'm going to get confused. Wait, Clark's parents, Lizzie's parents go to High Desert Church. Forgive me, Kurt and, and Susan, but Lizzie's parents down here in the front go to High Desert Church, a wonderful church out in the west. I think it's in Nevada, is it, or is it California? California, okay. And they're the ones that came up with the ancient idea that we're to reach those near us and bring them to the place of touching the hem of Jesus Christ's robe. We want our friends to be close enough to touch the hem of that garment. And if we can be lovingly close to them, as led by the Holy Spirit, we may be the turnbuckle, that thing that switches on the on and off button in the human heart and turns them. We trust in the power of the Holy Spirit to see our friends redeemed. I had a friend. He was... um, in a far country, I was on my knees praying. I felt the Lord spoke to me. Yes, he speaks to you. Spoke to me, Bill. Send him this passage. I didn't know the passage very well. It came to my own. I think it was in Ezekiel. It's a devastating passage. Warning the individual not to do certain things. I sent it to my friend who I loved more than my life. I was fool enough to believe he'd still love me after I send him this missive. I can tell you 40 years later, he remembered it because it was exactly where he was living and what he was doing in a part of his life that I could never know. God was working through a flawed human being to reach out and show his hand, and in a certain sense, that man has never been the same. God is at work in your relationships beyond your frail abilities. He's not counting on your intellect. Shit through. It is that still small voice. This week, I had three people I wanted to see. I have more. I have more right now, but three people in particular I wanted to see. I didn't know how I was going to see them. They're too far. They're geographically uh, removed. One very sick, another very sick, and the third one uh, hampered and unable to go to church because of COVID. And I said, God, I don't know what to do. I arranged to meet with one. Please help me. One I see as I'm going basically out to see the first one is walking in in the door. And I'm able to talk to him for about 20 minutes and share life and go through his pain with him. The other one, the next day, within 24 hours, she calls me. I haven't talked to her in months. She calls me. I believe in response to my prayer. And we're able to share a sweet fellowship in relationship because of Jesus hearing your prayers For those around you. He wants to help you in everything you do. I cannot do this job. I cannot preach. I cannot do anything unless he enables me. Unless he enables you. Have you touched the fringe of his garment? Have you touched it Uh, to have an impartation of who he really is in his love and faithfulness? Great is thy faithfulness. Oikos is reaching the eight to 15 people in our relational world. Now, let me say this just, just quickly. Why play pickleball? Come on, guys, seriously? It, wives, aren't they obnoxious? Yeah, don't, don't say it, but I'll say it for you. They're playing pickleball, okay? And, and, and I, yes, I play soccer. There's like three or four of us out there. Elizabeth Snyder's one and, and uh, someone else is here that plays, you know, and, and what are we doing? We're building fellowship. That's it, but more than that, people come that aren't tied in. Don't think for a moment that those who know what's going on in this church are not aware that everything we do, from filmmaking with Donald, from music, from vocal work, whatever, it all ties to this concept, whether we're conscious of it or not, if you belong to Jesus, of reaching a lost world and bringing people to touch the hem of his garment. I've told you I had soccer players, one of whom is now the head of the FCA in, in uh, Santa Barbara. Another one is in, in a certain three-letter agency. They're doing great for the Lord, and, and I'll just leave it at that. Different ones came in because we interfaced with a world that is not easily reached even in the sports world or in the entertainment world. My son has been out in California doing his Hollywood thing. He's moving back to North Carolina. But the point is, he was always about reaching a lost world with the love of Jesus, bringing people that he loved and cared about to touch The hem of Christ's garment. And you know what he was doing? He was working with the homeless people you see on TV. So was a woman who's way up in Warner Brothers. They would go out every week and do Bible studies and interface with people in these little crazy tents. That's Jesus at work. That's touching the hem of his garment. That's the possibility of someone hearing good news. These little cards we have back here Here's my eight to 15. The world is smaller than you think. We have these books around. The, the book is not important. The main thing to know is the dance card. You remember many years ago I was, you know, I'm out of a military family. they had cotillion. they had dances, and you'd have a dance card, and you would do, I mean, this was after the days when they used to do this, and you'd line up with the next girl, you'd try to see if she, she'd have a dance with you. Well, this is our dance card. It's those 8 to 15 people we want to, if you will, dance with, in the best sense of it, dance joyously with. Those that are there, we're coming to bring them to touch the hem of Christ's garment. And so all you do is make a list. You don't need the card. You make a list on your phone. Mine's on my phone. It's been on my phone forever, very practically. And every day, every day, because of Jesus, I faithfully hang in there and pray for those On my list and yes some have been touched by the Lord some do resist the Holy Spirit for sure some have come in and come to know them to scale the wall and reach your uh, those on your dance card you need to be loving you need to be faithful you need to fight with the impulse to be selfish and ridiculous and be as kind as you can to that person at McDonald's the person down the hall in your apartment I love your principle, it's just living the life and praying that the Holy Spirit will open up doors for effective ministry. I know pickleball is opening up doors for our friend, and one of the things that has been told me over and over is some of the individuals that come to play pickleball, they're like, well, you know, they don't say anything, but like, there's no cursing going on here. It's it, Something's different here. And they feel loved. And they feel accepted. And this opens the door of possibility for Christ to come in. That's how we scale the wall, be loving, be helpful, be gently persistent. Persistent, I would take, I was so lost that I I I couldn't stop myself from talking to my friends about the Lord and wanting them to come to church with me. So I'd haul them in. One of my spiritual mentors said I was a <laughs> I was just a fishhook. I'm this guy that just brings them at least to hear. That was my early incarnation. Later things grow and change, but that's you guys. And it's not your ability to talk, and it's not your ability to know the scriptures entirely, although that's part of what we do in preparation. We read, we get books on apologetics just so we can, we can make a defense in the most gentle of ways. It's not a competition, I'm not punching the person that I don't even know yet in the face to get him to come to Jesus. I may be wrong, uh, yet you know sir, I, I may be wrong about that. You know, maybe, maybe uh, God put it together a different way than the one I'm explaining, but I do know the God that created the heavens and the earth. I do know that and I have seen his hand and I, I, I cannot be moved for my position of security in Him. Listen to the Holy Spirit as you bring people to Jesus. Listen. Who is He working on? Who is He preveniently? That means before you even start working on and tweaking hearts. People are drawn to my wife, a lot of people in the best way. She has her soccer book club. She has her Oakton Glen book club where we used to live for who knows how many years. They're all drawn to her. Have they all come to Christ? no. But some have. Some have. And other little book clubs started. And some have come to this church and have visited because one little, extremely quiet lady who is totally different from her husband, thank God, <laughs> loved them enough to invite them to come see. They were her oikos. And they wanted, she wanted them to touch the hem of his garment. I remember one of the moms, her daughter came to Christ. And her son at least prayed to receive Christ. Jesus is at work using these small groups to scale the wall, using the power and person of the Holy Spirit to have a holy chat with us, to tell us, this is the one you should go talk to, this one. You can categorize your own list. There are people in your family that are close to you, certainly, or at work or school. Do we have to press in and hammer them and get into a fight? No, never, no, no, never. This is the Holy Spirit's work ultimately. I, there are some members of my family I can't talk to about a lot of things. But when push comes to shove, they ask me questions. When life gets really dark and dangerous, they ask me questions, because I've at least been silent about my political views, when it was appropriate. I've been excited about a, 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 a state away from flashpoints that I know would hurt them and in the, in the position they're in. My goal is to reach them and point them to Jesus that they might touch the hem of his garment. Pray every day for your oikos. Invite them to church or activities. Be persistent. I don't mean constant and ridiculous, but like, hey, would you like to come to church? We could go to lunch together. We could talk about what went on and blah, blah. There are stats out there that indicate that something like 96% of the people we're around would come to church if somebody asked them, Oh, that's a challenging stat, isn't it? If somebody just asks them. You know, the Bible says love never fails. So be filled with the Spirit and God's character and grow in your apologetic knowledge and then be accountable to your co-laborers, your friends in your small groups to stay to the task. Pray for me. Pray for my friends. The fringe of his garment is more potent and filled with grace than anything this world has to offer. And to dress them by God's grace and empowerment in His robes is wondrous and beautiful as we experience. I'll end with this story. This is just a common kind of story an illustration. When. Uh, Uh, The writer of the story says, when I was nine years old, I was in Sunday school class in Second Baptist Church, Hot Springs, Arkansas. Any people from Arkansas here this morning? No, okay. (laughs) Maybe because the place was called Hot Springs, Arkansas, said Ralph M. Smith. The superintendent had a difficult time in getting a teacher for the class. The, The teachers came and went because the boys were mischievous and hard to control. The pastor induced a layman to teach the class. He was, he was not well educated and read with difficulty. In teaching the lesson, he would call upon each boy to read a verse of the Scripture lesson and then talk about it. However, the teacher had the main requisite for imparting the eternal truths of God's Word. Main requisite, love. He loved us, and we loved Him. He provided wholesome activities and social events for us, He saw beneath our roughness the latent qualities which could make us useful in service for God and man. I was in his class for three years. How rewarding were his his belief in us and his faithfulness to our class. Out of the class came a lawyer, a judge, and three ministers of the gospel. Cling to the fringe. Pray for your... Oikos, marvel at what happens. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that Jesus remains not only in the boat, but on the street and in the marketplace, in the day-to-day interactions we have with people, and that he's in us. Lord God, in Jesus' name, I pray for these, my dear friends. Lord, pour out your spirit upon them. Lord, ennoble them that people might see the love of Christ in their hearts and be drawn to reach out and simply touch the fringe of his garment. Here is the gospel, friend. A, B, C. Admit you're a sinner for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. B, believe Christ is the only Savior. There's no one like Him. See right now, choose to follow Him. Admit, confess your need. B, believe Christ is the only Savior. C, choose to follow Him. It will revolutionize your life for time and eternity, Lord if that's the prayer of anyone in this room, oh, Lord God, turn them to you and let them see the full sunshine of your love, that you are a forgiving God, a merciful God, and a loving God. And Lord, we just touch the hem of your garment right now and pray that you will be glorified in our life and so fill us with the Holy Spirit that people can see and know that we've walked with you. We ask this now in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, and from your heart, you have passed from death to life, just like that. You are not only forgiven and cleansed, you will be renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit, even now, even today. And God has chosen you for great things. Amen.